0: So if you have questions or you want to sign up for FitBucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com. Build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome there as well. Today we have a podcast and an episode about a question that we get uh, very often especially right now because of what's going on with the housing market and that is should i be renting or should i be buying and so we are going to be talking about the five uh, pros and cons that we've laid out about uh, buying a home versus renting and that's what we're going to be talking about today before we jump into it um, if you're listening on the podcast be sure to subscribe if you're on youtube hit the subscribe button as as always Uh, It helps us. It uh, helps you because then you're going to be notified when new episodes come out and also be sure to to share this with your friends just to make sure that you're spreading the word. Again, it helps everybody involved. So thank you. First and foremost, let's jump right into it. So um, renting versus buying. First and foremost, before we even dive into the the five pros and cons, um, this is really a a personalized answer uh, for everybody because uh, rents are different in different locations. Home and, home prices are different. Your jobs are different. Um, everything is different in various locations. So I I highly recommend um, when it comes to rent versus buy, like we have a few tools that can help you. I mean, there's there's tools on the internet. The big thing about our our tool that I'll just tell you right now is it takes into account everything about you. So um, it's basically looking at the complete situation. Um, so, obviously, I'm biased towards my tool. But the, at the end of the day, the stuff that we're going to be talking about today is there's some numbers that we're going to be talking about today, um, but we're going to be focusing more on the mental side of things. Um, I will come out with other podcasts, other YouTube videos, and blogs and whatnot that deep dive into numbers. But this one is more for things that you just need to talk, like think about that. Most of the time, you don't hear these things from people when, when they're bringing this up, okay? So let's jump right into it. Pros and cons, uh, should you rent or buy a house? Number one, this has to do with basically stress and anxiety, okay? I'm gonna go into some some background so you can understand this. So we've all heard of like the pride of ownership or the American dream, right? Like the American dream, I'm gonna stick on that one. The American dream is buying a house. First of all, the, the American dream, and it's actually a marketing slogan, um, the realtors association really plugs out one now, but back in the day it was bankers that were really doing it. You have to understand why. Um, back in the day, let's just say a hundred years ago, bankers and banks made money by lending money to businesses. That was pretty high risk. Okay. Um, and so they said, well, how do we get less risk? And they said, well, like, if we start borrowing a house, like, against a house, that's less risk because if the person stops paying us, we can actually take their house. Right? It's very easy. And so that's where the quote unquote American dream was born of buying a house and getting a loan and, you know, getting a mortgage. And then it just ran from there. Okay. Nothing wrong with that dream. I love, you know, ownership. I love talking about, like, You know, pride of ownership and the freedom of being able to actually own something that should never be taken for granted. Okay, but that's just an understanding because where that came from, we we all think this American dream and we start dreaming of what our house is going to look like. So you might be like, look, the house I'm going to have in the future is, you know, three bedrooms and this size and has a little white picket fins in the front. You can even some of us can even like picture a dog in the background running around. Okay. What we don't anticipate and what we don't think about is the upkeep and the anxiety and like when things go wrong, we don't ever think about that. Okay, but when you own a house, let's just say I'm gonna give you an example. Let's just say you own your house and you had a really late, late night at work, maybe your boss made you stay extra, a patient showed up late, whatever it was. So let's just say you typically get home at 6 p.m. tonight, you got home at like 7:30. You know p.m. and because of that you only go to bed around like 10 30 but tonight you're going to bed at like midnight you might not even be getting in the shower until like 11 11 30 whatever it is and let's just say you got to wake up to go to work at 6 a.m in the morning so you go in you go take a shower you go to use the bathroom you flush the toilet and the pipe breaks and it's almost midnight at that point no plumber is going to pick up their phone right so now you're, you're stuck sitting there saying okay i got to figure out how to turn this off Which the same thing would happen uh, if you're renting, right? You gotta figure out how to turn off the water because you got a pipe leaking, all this other stuff. Like you gotta figure that out. So the difference though is now it might be like one in the morning, you gotta wake up in five hours. When you own that house, you go to work at like six, you know, seven in the morning, whatever it is, plumbers again are not gonna be up that early. So now you're trying to call plumbers in between your, your your patients or in during your work schedule, like your 15 minute break, you're trying to call these plumbers. And then on top of that, you have to then turn around and try to coordinate a time for them to get there. Rent, everything's taken care of. You don't have to think about it. Pipe breaks, you wake up, you know, you send an email to your landlord, you move on with your life, and they coordinate everything. They got keys to your house, they they do everything. Alright? That stress level, a lot of people don't ever really think about that when they think about the the buying a house uh, versus renting a house. They don't think about that stress level and what they could potentially do. Um, and so on this run, for this pro and con, it goes to renting a house. Okay, it, it, it's much more beneficial and, you know, and I'll tell you guys a little bit more later on. Like I own I own two houses, I'll tell you how that came about. But it, it sucks having to deal with your own stuff. You know, it's I, I remember back in the days when I was renting, it's like, great, like call the landlord, fix it. like. I'm gonna go move on with the rest of my day, right? So that is you know, pros and cons of renting versus buying, number one. Number two of uh, should you rent versus buy? And that is that you're tied down, okay? Uh, I'll give you an example of this, like uh, of myself. At one point in in my life, I was moving a lot for opportunities. And when you're renting, you can do that. So for example, I moved, I think it was five times in six years, okay? Three of those moves were were within the same company because they were moving me up and they're like, look, we we have this position, but it's in this location. You know, we want to give it to you. We'd be willing to move. It's like, well, yeah, if you guys pay me X amount, it's like, great, we'll pay you X amount to move. It's like, fantastic. Let's go. You can do that when you rent, okay? Um, And then after a while, the the fourth and fifth time I moved, it was because different job opportunities at different companies, like they were going to give me a lot more money and the jobs were better. So I moved again, right? So you can just up and do that when you rent. When it comes to homeownership, it's like, yes, you can potentially uh, move. That's not, you know, necessarily a, a problem, right? But the issue is is like you might have to like sell your house and at the same time when you're moving so all of a sudden you're selling your house you're trying to move you got those moving expenses your housing house is on the market let's just say worst case scenario it's a bad housing market now all of a sudden your house is sitting there for a long time and you can't sell it like and you're forced to sell it so it's not a good situation it ties you down even if you say yes i can sell it not all the time it might be a lot harder than you think on the other side of that too people are like look uh, I see this all the time happen to people, all the time. I brought up the examples of like where I was able to move because of opportunities and whatnot. I see this all the time. People buy a house, they're all excited, and they got an opportunity. It could be an opportunity for a job, it could be an opportunity to start their own business, whatever it is, and they won't do it because they just bought their house like a year ago. right? Like. They might get this awesome opportunity, but they got to move to another state, another city, whatever it is, and they're like, well, no. like I I just settled down here. Like I just bought a house. It's like, okay, that's great. Like You just gave up that flexibility in what you're able to do with your life. So if you cherish the flexibility um, when it comes to renting versus buying a house, this pro has to go to renting in terms of flexibility, right? So there's an advantage to renting versus buying, okay? So that is pros and cons number two to should you buy or rent a house. Number three has to do with financial risk. So when it comes to financial risk, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about the two primary things that most people talk about. And they're there. But there's actually a third, in my opinion, that is more important than the first two. OK, the first one that people talk about is that financial risk. There's more risk in owning a house because of, of the mortgage payment, and property taxes and everything else. Right. Like you know if i lose my job or if i can't make the payment whatever it is it's more expensive to try to maintain the the mortgage and yes that that's right but if you can't maintain your mortgage you probably shouldn't have gotten the mortgage to begin with okay like that just it doesn't make sense and in the case of unemployment i'm going to talk about that a little bit later on it's like if all of a sudden your mortgage becomes unaffordable it shouldn't be a surprise to you. You probably got over leveraged. So that one, that financial risk I look at, but it's not huge on my list. The second one is that the you risk the, the home value going down. Again, we're talking about a primary house, okay? Most people buy a primary house and it's gonna be their, their forever home, right? They, their long-term house. They're gonna be in it for the next 30 or 40 years. So you know, short-term housing price decreases doesn't matter. Yeah, we're not talking about an investment property. We're not talking about a condo. We're not talking about a starter home, a house that you're flipping. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like your primary house. It's like, you know, like we bought our house out here in Texas, I think two three years ago. And at that time, I thought like the market's gone through the roof out here already. Like we're at a high, it's going to tank. And I was just like, well, it doesn't matter. If I got to stay here for the next 30 years, I'm staying here. Like it doesn't matter, right? So those are the two risks that people most of the time bring up. And for me, I don't really look at though that yeah I know the risk and they're good to understand what they are but they're not the number one financial risk okay the number one financial risk is this I'm gonna go through this almost like a, an example so that way you guys understand this let's call it tail end risk so something that has low probability of happening but it can, okay? For those risks, a lot of times we'll say, hey, have an emergency fund, right? So like if you have like a $15,000 emergency fund, $10,000 emergency fund, whatever it is, that's for the tell-in risk. So what I mean by tell-in risk is, you know, let's just say you do lose your job. And I say that's tell-in because unemployment for most people in professions in this country is like four or 5%. So when you think about it, that's the tell end of the population, right? So like if you become unemployed, that's potentially tail end risk. Or like a medical like emergency or whatever, it is. that's more tail-in type of, of scenarios. And so you have your emergency fund to cover these things, but, and you have your emergency fund to cover these things, okay? But let's just look at the two scenarios, you rent versus own, okay? If I'm owning a, a house, actually, let me start with renting. If I'm renting a house, Basically, I'm using my emergency fund to cover all my expenses and rent and food and utilities and all that type of stuff. And a lot of times what happens when people have those major events, they'll sit around for like a month or two and they'll be like, well, I'm okay for now. And all of a sudden, like reality sinks in, they're out of money. And so, I mean, when you get an eviction notice, I mean, some states, it's like two or three days, you're out like period you're gone like now you're trying to figure out what to do in those two or three days like you're 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 out quickly okay some states are like 20 or 30 days but most of them are short you're out quick so the bottom line is like if, if you're renting and you have a catastrophe in terms of finances you're out quick now let's just say you own a house best case scenario you got you got some equity in your house maybe you have a line of credit against the house you lose your job great you can start drawing against the line of credit I'll do another podcast on another you know episode where I talk about having a line of credit it's it's I recommend doing it for for everybody okay um but let's just say in another scenario you you don't have equity in your house let's just say or a small amount maybe it's like only 10 or 20 grand okay like maybe you just bought the house like two years ago or whatever it is you can sit there and say look i I have 20 50, 10 to 20 grand in the bank that's all I have. I got to figure out if I should eat. I need to, you know, pay for utilities. I need some some cash cushion just in case, like I, you know, don't. It takes me longer to find a job. In reality, what you can do, and this is again, this is like worst case scenario, you just don't pay your mortgage, right? Like yes, you'll accrue interest. Yes, you potentially get late and you have collections and your your credit score goes down, but but this is a dire situation. And in a dire situation, you need time and you need to be able to expand the use of the money that you do have. And so when you own a house, the foreclosure process can take like six to nine months. The rental, like eviction process can be like a few days. So if you own the house, worst case scenario in terms of financial risk, like you can literally just sit in your house for six months and be focusing on like, trying to get your job back, your health condition, finding another place to, to, to live. Whatever it is, it buys you time and this reduces the stress on, your, on yourself. So in terms of rent versus buy, pros and cons number three, to me the financial risk, I, I flip on this versus most financial professionals. I say that owning a house is less risky, and the reason being because um, the, the the primary risk that financial professionals oftentimes state, I just view as not being that big of a deal. If you're doing, if you're buying a house correctly, anyways, the big thing is protecting yourself in the tail end event of just catastrophe to your finances. Owning a house is going to give you some more flexibility. Okay, so that is. Pros and cons of renting a house number three. And if you guys want some, some infra, extra information on like having a line of credit when you own a house and why to do it, I'll put some links into like a video and blogs or whatnot into the show notes and on YouTube so that way you guys can see what I'm referring to on that. Okay. Now, uh, number four pros and cons of buying versus renting a house. Number four is that it is quote unquote cheaper to rent. Okay. What does this actually mean? Well, we have to look at this at two different time periods, both today and in you know tomorrow. Okay, so that's what we're gonna do. Okay, today, if you rent, that's basically your expenses. Maybe you got some renter's insurance. That's pretty cheap though, um, and that's you know your expenses for housing. That is, when you own a house, you got your mortgage, you got your homeowner's insurance. Many of you are gonna do three uh, percent to ten percent down, which means you have mortgage insurance property taxes, um, upkeep expenses. Those are all what I call total housing expenses. Okay. When you look at that on a month to month basis, it traditionally is far more than actually renting. So today, renting is typically cheaper than buying a house. Okay. Now, tomorrow, th- this is where financial professionals, um, you know, and I, I, I you know, differ from other financial professional professionals when they're saying, well, one of the pros of buying a house is that you pay off your mortgage and then like it's cheaper after that. And it's like, really? It, it, is it? Just because you don't have a mortgage anymore might mean you don't have mortgage insurance, but you still have three other expenses, property taxes, homeowners insurance and upkeep. Okay. I'm going to focus on property tax. Okay. The reason being is let's look at this scenario. Okay, If I stop paying my property taxes, the government is gonna come in and take my house and basically kick me out of my house. Okay, Well, if I rent and I stop paying my rent, the landlord is gonna come and kick me out of my house. So the way I view home ownership is that you actually don't ever own your house. You're basically renting your house and the land that it's on from the government. Because the same thing happens if you don't pay, and the landlord is the government. So therefore, what I always say is in this situation, it can get very, very, very expensive owning a house in retirement. And I see this all the time, okay? Um, Like out here in Austin, Texas, there's this big thing because a lot of people have had, you know, had their houses for a long time and now property taxes have gone up. So, should you rent or buy a house? Pro and con number four is that it's cheaper to rent. Okay. This you have to think about as today and tomorrow. Okay. So, today, rent on a month to month basis is pr- most of the time going to be cheaper than buying a house. Like a mortgage is primarily always more expensive than, than, um, renting. Most of the time. Not always, most of the time. Okay. But that's where people make a mistake. Most of the time, they only look at the mortgage. But in reality, you got the mortgage. Most of you are going to be doing like a 3 to 10% down payment for a house. So that means that you got mortgage insurance. You got property tax. You got homeowner's insurance. You got upkeep. Those five things are what I refer to as total housing expenses. And they oftentimes are far more than just renting. So today, when you're saying, well, is it cheaper? Renting most of the time is going to be cheaper. Okay, like 90 something percent of the time I would say. So tomorrow is the big deal because that's where a lot of financial professionals will say, buy a house. Like I hear them on podcasts and radio channels and books all the time, buy a house because rent is gonna be really expensive when when you're in retirement. And when you own a house at retirement and you pay it off, you don't have you know that expense anymore. And it's like, oh, oh okay. Um, well, there's five housing expenses. If you pay off your mortgage, you don't have a mortgage and you probably don't have, and you don't have mortgage insurance anymore. You still have property tax, you still have homeowners insurance, you still have upkeep. So is it cheaper? Hard to say, right? It's hard to say like projecting out like 30, 40 years from now, if those things are gonna be more expensive than rent. Nobody knows, okay? Now, at the end of the day though, I look back and I look at evidence and I say, look, like here in, for example, Austin, Texas, there's a huge outcry from people that uh, own their houses here for a very long time. Okay, so uh, like housing prices have gone up, property taxes have gone through the roof. So there's some people here that pay in property taxes every month the same amount as they would pay in rent and it's forcing them to move because they can't afford it, okay? And people are like, well, property tax, like, you know, what, what do you mean? And, and so I wanna explain this to you because this is the way I think about it. If you don't pay your property tax, The government is going to come in and kick you out of your house. If you rent and you don't pay your rent, your landlord is going to come and kick you out of your house. I don't ever look at it like I own my house. I always look at it as I'm renting my house. Because in essence, the same action happens if I don't pay my rent, meaning I get kicked out of my house. It's just that the government is the landlord, not the 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 landlord of the person that owns the condo or the whatever else that I'm renting or the house that I'm renting, the government is the landlord. Like if you don't pay the property tax to them, you're gone. You're gone. So to me, it's this whole argument of well, you know, you don't have to pay the housing costs anymore once you're done. No, you're still paying rent. You're you're paying rent on top of a mortgage when you own a house. Like like, does this make sense? Right. But anyways, that at the end of the day. I just look at that argument of saying well it's it's going to be better tomorrow that's not necessarily true of owning a house. Therefore between today being cheaper and most likely and potentially a high likelihood that it's going to be even like even cost or maybe just close to each other in retirement for the pros and cons of buying a house versus renting on this one I would actually put it towards renting a house that is cheaper both today and potentially tomorrow. Okay? Now the fifth one. Okay, this is you know one of those ones where it's like uh, you know it's really what you think, but there's also some numbers on this. That is owning a house is a good investment, and you will hear financial professionals all day long that deep dive into numbers that are like, no, this is a housing is a bad idea, like, and I'll do a video and stuff, and I'll link to that in the in the notes. Um, about why they say that okay I'm not gonna deep dive into it today but owning is a good investment and, and primarily the reason why you hear that maybe is because like I heard this all the time growing up I grew up in Silicon Valley so it was like I bought my house for sixty thousand dollars fifty years ago and now it's worth six hundred thousand dollars like oh I'm so like awesome and an investor and blah 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 and you look at it you're like well wait a second <laughs> when you factor in The mortgage on that original house, you factor in upkeep, you factor in property taxes, you factor in insurances, the return on houses is actually not very good, okay? And that's pretty much universal throughout the country. Like, the housing market returns are not that good. Now, yes, there's some people that will buy a condo and five years later, they sell it and they make a lot of money. Fantastic. I'm talking about primary homes where somebody bought and paid it, lived there for 30, 40, 50 years. Most of the time, the investment's not that good. Okay, the return. Now, does that mean that home ownership is not a good investment? I say it is still a good investment, but it also depends on what you are doing, okay? And this leads us to two housing goals that I want you guys to remember on this, uh, a huge takeaway from this podcast. If you're going to purchase a house, your goal is to have that house paid off by the time you hit retirement, okay? I have seen so many retired people that still have a mortgage payment, and then they retire, and then they gotta go back to work because they realize that they can't afford it, okay? Um, so don't let that happen to you. Number two, if you rent, then your goal is to take the money you're not spending on a house, and instead of just spending it on horse shit, you actually invest it. And at the end of the day, your goal, if you're renting, is to be able to build up so much in assets that they are generating enough income for you to cover your rent, okay? The bottom line is with housing goal number one and housing goal number two, regardless of what you do, you do not want to have a payment when you hit retirement. And that payment could be either in a mortgage or renting. And in a mortgage, you get rid of that payment by paying off the mortgage. And with renting, you get rid of that payment by having so much in assets that they're generating enough income for you that you don't have to worry about the rent because you have income that's covering the rent, okay? So those are your two housing goals. Now, the reason why I put this as a pro for buying a house